0: Before I jump into the message, these notes will be uploaded to the media page sermon for today. They'll when you go click on the link tonight or tomorrow or whatever whatever the title is, <laughs> just look at the date and you'll see a spot that says resources. When you click resources, uh, you'll allow it'll allow you to uh, download or copy and paste the PDF because I'll get to a certain section in this message and you just I mean it, it's impossible to keep up. So how many were blessed by last week's message about the number three? So as a result of that, uh, the Holy Spirit had me go deeper. (laughs) And so this will be another cut to that to help you understand. And all of this is centered around answering two questions again. And so uh, one of the things that I realized, I think I mentioned this on the prayer call, is that in the natural life, uh, the main two platforms uh, that our society are built on are letters and numbers. You know, you have letters, which then create words, which create sentences, which then give understanding. Well, unfortunately, um, in the kingdom of God, it's the exact same way. kingdom of God is also built on words, and it's also built on numbers. That's why there's a whole book of the Bible in the scripture uh, called Numbers. And it's the one thing that we are very, very unfamiliar with as something, you know. Y'all, let me say something. Never disqualify yourself. Um, Every single thing that I thought that I would never be good at in ministry, I'm excellent at. And that's one thing, I was just like, I knew that there were patterns, but I was like, oh, that's for somebody else. And yet now the Lord is showing me patterns that other people haven't even seen. And so, so the kingdom of God stands on numbers. And so, and so in the same way, in the natural, if we were a society only of words and no numbers, we would not enjoy most of the things that we enjoy. You know, even these lights are on because of numbers. The whole technology realm it only exists because of numbers when you're on your computer everything that you see on that screen is nothing but a sequence and series of ones and zeros that's it numbers one zero in certain patterns one zeros over and over and over again and those ones and those zeros allow you to see certain things you know everybody has a cell phone in here i'm assuming and when you make a call that cell phone is writing on a certain frequency number it has a number assigned to it we have domain addresses mathematics i mean we count everything is about numbers being on time so in the natural things are built on words and numbers and so it's a balanced society or an advanced society because of that And so one of the reasons why you don't see an advancement in the body of christ the way you want to is because the body of christ knows very little about the other side of the kingdom which is called numbers and so uh in scripture The number three or its compounds occur occur hundreds of times. And in many contexts, the third day emphasizes the presence of new information that will generate further activity. In other words, um, you saw, I showed you that last week, that mysteriously when it comes to the number three, which I now understand to be God's favorite number, other men have taught it was seven. Nope. The pattern of three is the most dominant number in Scripture. Then what comes behind that is seven and then roughly 12 and 40 after that. But the dominant number is three. And so you see this pattern over and over and over again where after three days, some type of manifestation happens. After three weeks, after three months, after three years, after three hours, or at 3 a.m., or we saw one scripture that said three feet above the ground. So I want to go through this again because there are some things that, it. Um, I don't mean this in a negative way, but in the body of Christ there are certain areas where our ignorance runs so deep you have to come with a serious amount of scripture to pull us out of that hole like a rocket ship just to establish one point. Okay. And so how many of you you looking for I started to say how many are looking forward to the end of the fast? I'm kind of looking forward to eating. I mean I did my three day thing again, so on uh, I started to do it Monday, but on Tuesday I started my no food fast. And so I'm on today, then I'll do it all day tomorrow. I might do it Friday, I don't know, depending on how I feel. And um, so I am, I am debating on whether or not I'm going to do a three-day fast every week for the rest of my life on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, or if I'm going to do it uh, once a month. Um, and uh, with the once a month, I would do it for seven days. First four would be no sweets, no meat, no whatever else. So, yeah, all that. Okay. And then the last three days would be no food. Now, one of the things is because this is my second go-around, my body has not reacted the same way because I haven't had sugar, I haven't had meat, I haven't had so my body's gotten getting kind of used to this, and then every once in a while it surprises me with an arrow called, you know, Mozart said he was, he man, I was doing fine, And he said all of a sudden, ooh, that's that hunger pain, you upside the head, what is wrong with you fool? <laughs> okay, and so, uh but uh, but I'm after something. How about y'all? So this is going to bless you, um, and um, and let me say this also. Let me just to make sure. I don't want you to get disappointed because, like I said before, I'm getting a little mixed up here because of the teachings or the early morning prayer. Um, one of the things that you'll find is a lot of the body of Christ. We are in such deep holes spiritually, mentally, even physically, in regards to why, even how we understand things. That sometimes when you do a three day fast, what comes out of it is the Lord purging you of something. What may come, you may not get the full answer. What may come out of it is the next puzzle piece. What well, we talked about in Nicolas Cage's movie, Treasure Hunt. He kept on seeking, but every time he got the manifestation, it was a piece that was given a clue to the next piece. Okay? Now, I mentioned on the prayer call that for some, for some people, the three-day fast is going to agitate things between a husband and wife so you all can resolve certain issues and get y'all love life back intact. Because without the husband and wife being in one accord, God can't bring the other manifestation that you're asking for. Okay? Some of it might be your love walk. Some of it might be you need to forgive that individual. Some of it might be a book. I can guarantee you that, this really, uh, that one of the manifestations for this 21-day fast is the book that I told everybody to get. Now, the book is coming from overseas, so don't be upset because you can't do Amazon Prime and it'll be on your doorstep the next day. Will it be? Hey, look, like I told you if the book costs $1,000, that's still too cheap. Okay, now some of you are like, I disagree, you can disagree all you want to. There are some things that you will read in that book that will govern the rest of your entire life. Okay, and so I encourage you to do that. So remember, like the, how can I say this? There are many things and many answers that will come to you because you obeyed the first scripture. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The Bible says, seek the Lord and his strength. It says, seek him forevermore. It says, seek him continually. So there's a lot of manifestation that has not come to us simply because we didn't obey that scripture while we were still eating food. There's a whole bunch of manifestation that will come to you if you do this one simple thing. Get a piece of paper and every single thing you need God to do and every single thing you need God to answer in minute detail, put it on a document. Put it on those, what's those things, the ladies, diaries. Men like those too. Y'all know what I'm saying. Write all, a journal, write it all down, and that's what you should be before God's face every single day. And, and, and because, and you go to God with this every day. Father, I thank you that you're answering this question so my kids do such, 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 such. I thank you if you answer me. you all see the stuff I got uh, written down. And as you keep on seeking the Lord, he begins to give the answer one by one. And then, as he gives the answer, it'll pose more questions. Write them down. You should have that every single day. Not well. I'm gonna try the three day fast where I did the 21 days. Like uh, you know, I only eat vegetables, and the Lord didn't answer us. So I guess go back to my lack of prayer and word time, like I was doing before. Doesn't work that way. See, so it's a continual thing. You seeking God every single day. You seeking God, not just about what you have on paper, but also, Lord, what's, what what is Your will. You know, uh, that fasting graphic on our website. You know, probably in the next three, four days, it'll turn over to, and it'll say covenant prayers. And I hand wrote every prayer you should pray in English for a full spectrum of your life in every single area. The will of God, your will, your desires, praying healing, prosperity, protection, wisdom, light. All of those prayers will be written there. So all you have to do is copy and paste and pray them every single day for the rest of your life. Along, pray those prayers over yourself. And Father, I thank you that you are answering this question. Should I move now or do I wait? I just got to pose the question today about the Riverdale site. Okay, now the lease is not up until March. You're already calling me. You're going to re-up? So guess what's on my list? Lord, do I sign another lease For this Riverdale site, ask every single question and just keep praying about it continually every single day. You cannot—never mind. Seek and you shall find, but you got to seek. You crying because you couldn't find no Easter eggs. You not—you you you sitting around—never mind on the park bench. Let's go. So we want to look at the number three because as you continually seek, then on a regular basis, add three days of fasting to it with no food. Now, I know there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be upset at me in the body of Christ when I say this. But I am more and more pushing towards the issue is that the 21-day fast is not a fast at all. It's just not a fast. The definition of fasting is to refrain from food. We Sometimes the body of Christ comes up with her own definitions so that we can water down stuff and get away with what we call laziness. Because the Bible says, follow hard after God and his right hand will uphold you. So I haven't... I'm close, but I, she looking like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, because, again, it's the only fast in the Bible, that quote-unquote fast, where a man kept on eating. And Daniel said, no pleasant food came into my mouth. He didn't say he stopped eating. He said, no pleasant food. It's the only fast in the Bible. Every fast from beginning to end, everyone stopped eating cold turkey. And that's why the manifestation came so quick. Everybody say amen. Anything I do in the future is always on a voluntary basis, so that's the disclaimer. Y'all looking like, oh, Lord, I might have to go join another church. This man about to make me anorexic or something. Okay, but, I, but, but again, when you hear something in the flesh, it's hard. When you get the revelation of it, it becomes easier. So here we go. So we're going to look at the number three to make one point. Okay, because God does things in three. Matthew 28, 19. Y'all ready? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. A lot of people say Trinity is not in the Bible. Well, it's also not in the Bible. Never mind. So, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. What we call the triune nature of God. Three separate individuals that make up God. Three separate individuals that are in such unity they are one. Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. You see that three. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. So that's the spirit. There is one Lord, second, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. So you see three there again. 1 John 5, 7 through 8. So we have these three witnesses, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three agree. The spirit represents the Father. The water represents the Holy Spirit, and the blood represents Jesus. Now, all these scriptures that I have, they're brand new, except for a couple. I'll throw them in there just as a reminder. Luke 3, 21, 22. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly beloved Son. And you bring me great joy. So you see the three separate individuals. The Father is in heaven speaking. Jesus is on earth being baptized. And the Holy Ghost is coming down in bodily form to rest upon Jesus to carry out his assignment. Y'all see that. 1 Corinthians 12:4 through 11, King James. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit, number one. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord, number two. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, number three, which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith, what we call special or supernatural faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So we have a graphic here. Here, you have three sets of threes. You have the nine gifts of the spirit. The first group, word of wisdom, which is when God gives you supernatural revelation about a person's pretty much future. You have word of knowledge when God gives you supernatural information about a person's present or past. And then you have discerning of spirits. It's not the spirit of discernment. That's focused nosy. Okay. Everybody has a spirit of discernment. That just means you have the ability to discern if somebody is crazy or not. That's all it means. Discerning of spirits is the ability to determine if a person has an angel with them or a demon in them. Discerning of spirits is your ability to see into the spiritual realm. You can see angels, demons, strange creatures, heaven, hell. That's discerning of spirits. That's the first category. Those are what you call the three revelation gifts because they reveal something. Word of wisdom reveals something about your future. Word of knowledge reveals something about your past or your present. And discerning of spirits Reveals the unseen realm, y'all got that. So those are the three revelation gifts. The next one out of three power gifts, because they make something happen. Gifts of healing, working of miracles, and supernatural faith. Supernatural faith is what you will see will come upon a woman when a car falls upon her child and she lifts it with one hand. What happens is God took her faith, set it down, and put His on the inside of her, and at that moment she operates like God. So those are the three power gifts. The next three are what you call the revelation. I'm sorry. <laughs> the spoken gifts because they say something tongues interpretation of tongues prophecy so y'all see that i'm just showing you the pattern of three three sets of three galatians 522 22 23 but the fruit of the spirit is another three sets of three love number one joy peace number three long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness and temperance against such there is no law so you have the nine gifts of the spirit but then you also have the nine fruits of the Spirit. You also find that as you develop these fruits, when you get to heaven, you will actually see fruit trees, and the name of that fruit is called love. The name of that fruit is called temperance. The name of that fruit is called joy. Okay. Hebrews 9.4. In that room were a gold incense altar and wooden chest called the Ark of the Covenant, which was covered with gold on all sides. How many of you familiar with the Ark of the Covenant? All you got to do is watch. Uh, thank you. I saw that movie and I was scared of the Ark of the Covenant ever since, man. <laughs> I started to care, I was like, oh you can't be fooling with that thing in the Bible. Okay. And so but inside the ark were three items a gold jar containing manna, Aaron's staff that sprouted leaves, and the stone tablets of the covenant. That's a study that I have to do. I realize people always talked about Moses staff. When you go back and read the old testament, God used Aaron's staff. That's a whole separate teaching. But it was three things in the Ark of the Covenant. Revelation twenty one, thirteen. This is the Bible says that in heaven there is a city, the capital city. It says that it it's fifteen hundred miles wide, long, and it's fifteen hundred miles high. Y'all know that cube that you see in some of these sci fi movies? That's what heaven looks like. It's a square fifteen hundred miles wide, fifteen hundred miles long and fifteen hundred miles high. If the city sat in planet Earth, it would extend way outside of the planet and in, into outer space. Okay? But uh, when it comes to that city, it says that there were three gates on each side. The east, the north, the south, and the west. Daniel 6.13. Then they told the king, that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. I just want some folk to get to the point where they can pray one time a day. But the folk in here, they pray all day. Every day, as they say in the Rev songs. Hey, y'all, that idea the Holy Spirit gave me about the prayer call, that thing is working, man. Man, I man you get up at 1 o'clock in the morning, folk praying. 3 o'clock in the morning, folk praying. When the early morning prayer, uh, uh, if you're a first-time visitor, we do early morning prayer by conference call. Six, I mean, seven days a week, three times on Monday. So, so people pray, and then, you know, we have the official call from 6 to 7, and then there have been um, a lot of people that have prayed after that all the way up until 12 o'clock on a regular basis. And it's nice, you jump in, jump off. I was on there, and uh, after the prayer call, I think the day before yesterday, I kept on praying until I think 10 o'clock. And then I jumped off. And when I jumped off, there were still about four or five other people still going in. See, the Lord established that so we can walk in another level of dominion. Okay. Deuteronomy 6.16. I'm I'm sorry. Deuteronomy 16.16. Each year, every man in Israel must celebrate... These three festivals, the festival of unleavened bread, festival of harvest, and the festival of shelters. Luke 4, 1 through 12, you can just jot that down in your notes. I mean, you know, Luke chapter 4 is when Jesus was praying in the wilderness for 40 days. And the Bible says that even though Satan tempted him for the entire 40 days, the scripture only mentions the three temptations and the three rebuttals that Jesus gave to those three temptations. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty five. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, and once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. That's Paul, if you think you got something to complain about. 2 Corinthians twelve seven through 9 even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh. A messenger from Satan to torment me. Not sickness and disease. And while dominations keep saying this is sickness and disease. It was a messenger of Satan sent to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. And as a result of that, he changed his mind. So he said, so now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. And that's the reason why, y'all. When you, when you're going through something and you're weak, how I many you know we get weak sometimes? Don't try to be deep quote every scripture in the Bible. Just say, Lord, I need grace to strengthen me in my time of weakness. That's faith, because that's what the Bible told you to do. Okay? 1 Chronicles 13, 12 through 14. David was now afraid of God, and he asked, how can I ever bring the ark of God back into my care? There go Indiana Jones. So David did not move the ark into the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom of Gath. And the ark of God remained there in Obed-Edom's house for three months. And the Lord blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he owned. Luke 1.56 Mary who was the mother of Jesus stayed with Elizabeth, who was the Mary of uh, mother of John the Baptist, about three months, and then went back to her own home. First Kings ten twenty two. The king had a fleet of trading ships of Tarsus that sailed with Harm's yeah with Harm's fleet once every three years. The ship returned loaded with gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. I'll take the gold and the silver myself. Isaiah sixteen fourteen. I don't need no peacocks and no gorillas in my backyard. Isaiah sixteen fourteen, but now the Lord says within three years, counting each day the glory of Moab will be ended. From its great population only a few feeble people will be left alive. Exodus two two. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. This is Moses. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. Isaiah twenty three. Then the Lord said, My servant Isaiah has been walking around naked and barefoot for the last three years. And this is a sign, which proves that three is a sign. A symbol of the terrible troubles I will bring upon Egypt and Ethiopia. You better be glad you're a New Testament prophet. Because them old Testament prophets, Lord, what you mean you walking around naked and barefoot for three years. You know what I'm saying? Remember that one somebody I remember that one story in the Bible about that prophet? God told him to smear boo boo all over his head. And wear it, and it might have been for three days. I can't remember. I don't like reading scriptures like that. I don't need no know. Anyone ever read that in the Bible? It's just like what? Be like, Lord, I need another sign, man. I can't be doing this. Get me walking around with no feces on top of my head. <laughs> it's crazy. Lord, it's no joke. Matthew fifteen thirty two. Then Jesus called his disciples and told them, "I feel sorry for these people. They have been with." me here for three days and they have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they will faint along the way. You see this pattern of three days something happens, three days something over. Exodus 19, 10 through 11. Then the Lord told Moses, go down and prepare the people for my arrival. Consecrate them today and tomorrow and have them wash their clothing. Be sure they are ready. On the third day, for on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai as all the people watch. When you read this story also, uh, it says that they left Egypt and it says exactly after two months, in the third month, that's when God said. Once they got into the third month, God said, now make sure they're ready in three days. All right, Luke 10, we're getting into some heavier stuff now. Jesus, I'm going to read this story twice. Let get a drink of water here. Luke ten thirty through 34. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. He was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest, the first individual, came along. He represented the priesthood. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant, which represented the law, walked over, that's the second guy, and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, the third guy. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. He got the manifestation the third time. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn, where he took care of him. Y'all see that pattern of three? Now, as I always told you, the Bible makes it clear that the scripture has seven layers. Okay? So here's a second one. Let's read back, let's go back and read it again slowly. Jesus replied with a story A Jewish man, everybody say Adam, was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. Jerusalem represents heaven, Jericho represents the world. Jer- Jerusalem represents the place of righteousness, and Jericho represents the place of sin. That's why they marched around Jericho seven times to make sure it would come down to the ground. Okay. So, so and so Adam, how many know Adam ended up going down a road where he lost the place where he was living. So Adam was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho in the Garden of Eden, and as a result, he was attacked by Satan's crew. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead. That's why when Adam messed up, he died spiritually, but he was physically still alive, so only half of him was dead. By chance, a priest, which represents the Levitical priesthood, came along, but the priesthood could not get us back to heaven. That's why the priest couldn't help him. Verse 32, a temple assistant, which represents the law. How many know the law couldn't get us into heaven? He walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by because he couldn't help him. But then, uh-oh, number three, a despised Samaritan. Y'all know who that is, right? Because the Bible says Jesus was despised and rejected of men. He came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. That's why all over the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke 9, it says Jesus was moved with compassion. And then going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine. What do you think that is? I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. It's the Holy Spirit, folk. And bandaged them as healing and deliverance. And then he put the man on his own donkey, which represents giving him the same authority to do what he could do. Took him to an end, took care of him. That end is we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Y'all got that? I just added that's a second dimension to that. I won't get over into third and fourth. Romans twelve two. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, number one, acceptable, number two, or perfect, number three, will of God. The will of God, if it's if it's the will of God, it fits in the three categories. That which God says, "Ah, okay, I'll let you get away with that, that's acceptable. Second one is, oh, that's good. And the third one is, oh, that's perfect. Okay, so somebody that you're dating, God would actually rate them. All right, that's acceptable. I'm dead serious, folks. And then got another person. God would say, "Oh no, that's good." Another one, he would say, "Flawless. That is the will of God." Okay. So the will of God, whether you work, whether you decisions that you make, how you carry yourself. I mean, how you carry yourself. You, um, Bible says that God counts. He rates you as a Christ, as a Christian. And you fall into one of those carriers where you're an acceptable Christian. You're just making it in by your fingernail. We give you a C, because C is acceptable. Or you'll be rated as a B. B is good, but you got some improvement, but you're doing good. And then A, flawless. Okay, you are perfect. See that grading with the A? First place, second place. How many perfect folk I got up in here? You better raise your hand. Okay, let me tell you something. People who say you can't be perfect, that's a lie. Because if the Bible says you can be perfect, that means you can be perfect. If I take you again to the gun range or if I take you to the uh, bow and arrow range, you'll miss the target every time. But if you only focus on the target, you will come to a place where you will hit it 100% of the time and you will never miss it. Called a sharpshooter. Our sharpshooters missed every time. They just kept focusing on the goals. Like Paul said, he said, I keep forgetting about my past mistakes. I just keep pressing toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You caught up on your mistakes. Huh. I would made a mistake again. The mistakes are built into the equation. So the will of God fits into three categories, acceptable, good, perfect. And so you will also find then that because the will of God fits into those three categories, your manifestation will also fit into those three categories. Mark 4.20, these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit. Some thirtyfold, which is acceptable, some sixty, which is good, and some a hundredfold. Which is perfect. How many hundredfold folk I got up in here? I ain't got time for no 30. (laughs) Okay, so y'all see that. See these patterns of three over and over and over again? And so because, and and, and one of the reasons for that is because if God is a triune God, three individuals, they will then represent them. It's it's another cut to this because it's a whole nother cut to this. So they will represent themselves in threes all over the Bible. And I'm And y'all, and I'm still giving you the shallow stuff. It's another cut deeper than this that I saw today. And I'm like, I'm not even ready, Lord. That's going to be for another day. Maybe we'll get to heaven on that one. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 15. We are both God's workers, you are God's field, and you are God's building. 3. Because of God's grace to me, I've laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. No one can lay any foundation other than the one we have already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, and jewels, three, wood, hay, or straw, three. But on the Judgment Day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Okay? So, We'll be teaching on that again this year. The Bible makes it clear that every single thing that you say and do, that's why the Bible says you're going to give an account for every idle word you speak. Because every sentence that come out of your mouth is put into the one of those six categories. Okay, put up the graphic. Gold, silver, and jewels. That's the category of good decisions. Gold is perfect. Silver is good. And jewels in the kingdom is acceptable. And then you got the three categories of wood, Hay and stubble. Those are the three categories of bad decisions. How many of you know? Nobody in here knows what that is. I said, Nobody in here knows what would. Ha- I'm about to get in my car, man. I'm about to leave y'all up in here. Okay? So, see those categories of threes? You've heard me mention that and preach that before. I don't want to get over into the detail of that. Acts 2 12 through 15. King James. They were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another, what meaneth this? All those mocking said, these men are full of new wine. This is when they first got filled with the Holy Ghost and Acts. But Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, you men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and listen to my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. So when the men were in one accord waiting for the Holy Ghost showed up, he showed up in the third hour. And then you remember the manifestation of that? How many people got saved? Three thousand. God has always representing himself with manifestation with 3. Mm. Matthew 8:11, and I say unto you that many watch out. Here's a pattern that I just saw studying something else. Here's a pattern of 3 that I'm going to give you three patterns of 3, whatever it is. Matthew 8:11, I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, 3, in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 22:32. I'm the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, 3. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. See, even God is representing himself using three other individuals. Uh, Luke thirteen twenty eight. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, three, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. <laughs> Acts three thirteen. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, three, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Okay? So now I'm gonna give you a few more. You won't be able to read these in the Bible. This is the part you were like, "Oh my God, I wish I had this." I'm going to upload the entire document to the teaching, hit resources, and you'll be able to download it already. This will to blow your mind a little bit. And read uh, there's a script. Each one of these points will have the three to four scriptures to prove the point. There are three in the Bible. There are three Samaritans in the New Testament. There are three fathers whose two sons were killed by God. There are three languages identifying Jesus as he hung on the cross. I'll read that one. John 19:19. 19, 19. And Pilate posted a sign on the cross that read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And the sign was written in three, Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. There are three arcs, A-R-K-S. A-R-K-S Three arcs found in the scripture. First one is Noah's Ark. Second one was Moses' Ark. When you read the story of Moses, it says that when they protected him, when they finally let Moses go, it says that she made a ark out of the tree bushes. And then the third ark, what's the third ark? Thank you, the Ark of the Covenant. So there are three arcs found in scripture. Noah's Ark, Moses' Ark, and the Ark of the Covenant. There are three times that the tabernacle slash temple was destroyed. There are, in Scripture, three murderers who were God's leaders. Moses, do you all remember when Moses murdered somebody in the land of Egypt? The second individual was David. Do you all remember when David murdered Bathsheba's husband? And then the third one was Saul in the New Testament. So there are three murderers that all end up being used by God. Three men who had 12 sons named in Genesis. Abraham had 12 sons. Ishmael had 12 sons. And Jacob had 12 sons. There are three men in the Bible who never died. What's the first one? Enoch. What's the second one? Elijah. What's the third one? Melchizedek. (laughs) Y'all wouldn't expect that one from the side, nigga, were ya? Yep. Melchizedek, three men from the Old Testament who came back from the grave with a message, Samuel, Moses, and Elijah. Three men in the Old Testament who committed suicide, Saul, a man named um, Ahithnophel, and Zimri. There are three men in the Bible who killed their brothers. There are three men who had their name changed in the Old Testament and three men who had their name changed in the New Testament. There are three men in the Bible who killed a lion. There are three men who fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Let's read the scripture right quick. This one was for you, Eric. Matthew 17, 1 through 4. And six days, two times three. Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, three of his disciples, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. And was transfigured before them and his face did shine as the sun and his raiment was white as the light and behold there appeared unto them moses and elijah talking with jesus then peter and uh, said unto jesus lord it is good for us to be here if thou wilt let us make here three tabernacles one for you one for moses and one for elijah now the reason i brought that scripture up i thought that was amazing i said that there were three individuals that did 40 day fast right moses elijah and jesus so now you got a passage of scripture where you got three disciples watching the three dudes who did the 40-day fast in the Bible have a discussion, and then they built three tabernacles. That's insane. Why did Jesus only pick three? He picked three disciples, come over here to the mountain, and the three disciples watched the only three guys in the Bible who ever did a 40-day fast have a conversation on the top of the mountain. And then they said, all right, this was wonderful. Now we're going to make three tabernacles. Y'all still with me? There were three men who wives were found at a well. <laughs> there were three men in the Bible who were priests of God outside of Judaism. There were three people in the Old Testament who made a rash vow. There were three times when women killed men. I didn't even want to look them up. Three times in the Bible we see midwives. There are three Nazarites mentioned in the Bible. There are three women in the Bible who were raped. There are three places in the Bible where we see a woman named Tamar. Three times in the Old Testament when God disturbed and messed with the son. Three times when God fed a multitude with food and there was food left over. There are three times when God speaks from heaven glorifying Jesus. Three times we see God in human form in Genesis alone. Three times when we see God's finger writing a message Three storms where men's lives were in danger but no one died. Three animals that talked in the Bible. What's the first one? Snake. What's the second one? The donkey. Anybody know the third one? I just talked about him. First three animals that talked in the Bible. The first is the snake in the Garden of Eden, and the second one was the donkey. Um, that uh, this that was trying to save the prophet's life and the third one was the one that I read last week when in Revelation it says that right before the last plagues were passed out it said it was an eagle flying in the sky telling the whole planet I feel sorry for you because of these next plagues is coming three animals in the Bible they talked this makes you want to read the Bible doesn't it it also makes you pay attention to, I told you every single sentence means something I didn't look. Well, uh, there are three incidents in the Bible where animals were sent by God to kill humans. One was a lion killed a prophet. The second one was a lion killed a man who didn't obey the prophet. (laughs) And the third one was that bear that came out the woods when those children were making fun of a prophet. So all three were prophets. (laughs) You can have that. And to be honest with you, let me tell you something. Why? Let me tell you something about God trusting you with words. That, that scenario where um, the bear came out the woods, that, that God allowed that to happen, but the prophet is the one who spoke it into existence because the kids were making fun of him. That's called an abuse of power. Everything in the Bible that you read is something that truly happened. But everything in the Bible is not something that the will of God was behind. For example, how many know that when Job lost everything, he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Okay, stop. That was him saying that. That's not God. And then people create a whole doctrine. They've been saying it at funerals ever since. Three times where we see a scarlet thread in the Bible. Three times where three men who were dead then had their heads cut off after they died. And then we have another situation where we have three men who died by having their heads chopped off. How many know David killed Goliath first didn't cut his head off? Three proper names of angels mentioned in the Bible. Give me those. Gabriel, Michael, Lucifer. Three times when God publicly consumed the offering by fire. Three times we see circumcision on large groups of men. Three times when we see Jesus coming in the clouds. Three resurrections where the man lay where the man laid on top of a child there are three times in the Bible that it mentions a man laying on top of a child child and and the child was resurrected from the dead the prophet had to i don't that's something else I want to know Lord what's behind that because you see that three times in the Bible it says a child died and the prophet came Paul was one of them, and I'm sorry two of them were kids Paul y'all remember that guy that said Paul was preaching so long in the book of acts yeah, he it said he preached from sunup to sundown and it said the man was listening. First of all, don't be listening to nobody talk in the window at nighttime. And the sermon that went on for five hours? No, you better start walking around. It said he was sitting in the window and Paul was talking so long, he said he talked from sundown to sunup. Down, sun down sun up. It said the man fell out the window, fell all the way to the ground and died. And we go to read it. The Bible says that Paul went down there and he said he fell on the man and brought him back from the dead. Brought him back upstairs and then went back to preach I mean, we raised from we raised somebody a day of service council for a whole month, y'all. We have done our just duty for the Lord. Nope, they were like, this is normal to us. Okay. and what's interesting is the first example of the child dying. It said the child died, and it says that the Bible that the Bible says that Elijah sent his servant Gehazi. This is a this, and this, is, a, this is a lesson here. Okay, it said he sent. You said he sent his servant Gehazi. Gehazi took Elijah's rod with him, and when the, uh, now the prophet had him do that because it was supposed to work. But Gehazi, when he did it, it did not work. Y'all remember that? And that's because Gehazi was a carnal man. The power of God does not work in the hands of carnal men. That's why you remember what Gehazi did different later on about the money, and got kicked out of his office. That's why the rod didn't work. The supernatural will never work in the hands of sinful and carnal men. Okay? But the first guy, the first child that died, is that the prophet fell on the child, and then when the child came back to life, it said he sneezed seven times. All right. Three wicked women found in the Bible. Yeah, y'all, everybody know who the first one is. Yes, we know that one. We got one answer. We unacceptable. Yeah, Delilah. Yep, Delilah is the second. And the third one was, Um, her name starts with, um, it's one of the kings, of Ahalias. It says, no, 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 it's not Herodias. It starts, whatever this person was, the name starts with an A. And when her, she, this, enough, this wicked woman, she wiped out the, entoy, the, the entire royal line of kings. Wiped them out. So, this one was nasty. In the Bible, there are three kings that were condemned to be eaten by dogs. So, you don't get to mention them. I didn't write them down. I'm just showing you the number three. How many of you know this is a powerful principle? So, God's number is three. Father, Son... Holy Spirit. Jesus taught us three things, faith, hope and love. He said the greatest of these is faith, hope and love. Man is a tripartite being, body, soul and spirit. You are a spirit, you live in a body and you have a soul. This will also explain now why we are the third planet from the sun. I had that question for years. What why why planet Earth? Cuz it's the third one from the sun. And then some of you have heard about this, the three laws of life. You don't have to get into details, but this is a basic general principle. You can only exist for three minutes without air, three days without water, and three weeks without food. Okay. So now this helps you understand two things. Now you understand why, how many people again, for with a show of hands, you wake up on a regular basis at 3 o'clock in the morning. This is the reason why. I want to say it's a magic number. It's, a very, it's the most important number apparently in the kingdom of God because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are always going to represent themselves with that number. And I have never heard that before in my life, but it's right there in the Bible. The scriptures that I gave you, that was just another cut from last week. There's another deeper level besides that. So i got to study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John just to see those because the deeper ones don't say three. You just see the pattern. Like good, acceptable, and perfect. Well, that's three, but it doesn't say three. You just see the pattern of three. So I'll do that this week too, maybe. Okay. And so do you see that pattern there? And so that's why uh, Hosea 6, 1 through 2, I hope I put that scripture in here. It says, come and let us return to the Lord, for he has torn so that he may heal us. He has stricken so that he may bind us up. After two days, he will revive us quicken us and give us life but on the third day he will raise us up that we may live before him did you know that a three-day fast also represents jesus being in the grave for three days and the same way that on the third day he got his manifestation is the same way that on the third day you're supposed to get yours and so this is the reason why satan has talked almost the entire body of christ out of just simply doing a three-day fast with no food Because once the body of Christ starts practicing three-day fast with no food, the manifestation that will show up at the end of the three days will blow your mind. It was never explained to me at Bishop Ojeda Church why they only focus on three days. They never said anything. I had to ask the Lord, and then he revealed all of this to me. I did not get this from them. All they said is, they said, don't take 21 days. They said the only reason why we're doing 21 days is we're going to take every three days to only focus on one thing. So the first three days we're only gonna focus on this one question because we should get an answer after three days. Then the next three days we're gonna focus on this question. Y'all see how far behind they are, but not this church. We catching up, real fast. See, so, so, and 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 it, it, and, and and it's so much revelation coming. Yeah, how many of you remember the testimony that my wife gave with our first child? Maybe you haven't. Our first child, Mariah, which is M O stands for Mount Moriah in the Bible. It means, in Hebrew, it means God is my teacher. So my first child has so much wisdom. Okay, But when she was pregnant, my wife started spotting very, very heavily. And it got really, really bad. It got so bad, she called the doctor's office. And when the nurse found out, this is literally what the nurse said. She says, well, ma'am, you're getting ready to lose the child. She said, just wait. When the child comes out, put it in the plastic bag and come to the hospital. And so, you know, and so... My wife, she then decided to nope. That's a lie. So what she did was she sat down on the bed. I mean, she was bleeding very bad. She sat down on the bed, and um, and what she did was for the next two days, she said she just. Oh, she, I I remember it vaguely. I was a younger husband back then, so I really didn't have that much. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm. I mean, I'm sensitive to her. Y'all know what I'm saying? You know, how, how many know ladies' husbands have to grow into this thing? So I remember her sitting on the bed. You know, you're supposed to be tending to your wife. I was probably doing other stuff. I didn't really realize what was going on. But I remember her sitting on the bed. In my mind, I remember her sitting on the bed. And for two days, she didn't do anything. She just pumped her body full of healing scriptures, videos. She prayed in tongues, confessed the word over her body. She kept her hands on her stomach, and she kept visualizing her child being born. She told me today, she said, but on the third day, she said, is when I knew I was healed even before the bleeding stopped. And I remember that. I remember her getting out the bed like nothing was wrong. And it was when she got up out the bed and turned on the vacuum cleaner and started doing stuff, it didn't matter. The believing was there. Her mind was too convinced. And the mind, and then it, I mean, you got to remember, the Bible says, if you continue in the Word, you'll come to the place where you will know. And what you know, not what you believe. Because you can believe something and there's still doubt. But you can't know something and there's still doubt. There's a difference in between belief and knowing. That's why the man in the Bible said, Lord, I believe. But help my, because when you believe something, there's still doubt. But when you know something, there is no doubt. And so she's put so much word in her. If you continue in the word, you'll come to the place where you will know. First John 15, 17, if you abide in me and my words begin to live in you because you're putting them in you like that, you'll come to the place where whatever you're asking for, I will do. And so the bible says to renew your mind with the word of god you are trying to train the mind to what is already true because the mind does not believe it the mind believes what it sees because your eyes determine what you believe okay and actually you see with your mind okay so she saw that but she kept putting the word on her for two days two days she said but on the third day she said is when i was convinced and my mind snapped and then she got up and then the bleeding stopped and now we have mariah okay So there are a lot of testimonies in in this regards. And so this is what I mean by every person in this room, you've had patterns like this, but you didn't have anybody to show you what the numbering system was. And the Lord is using this to confirm that he is with you. Anytime you have made the right decision, there will be a number pattern that you don't understand yet. But there'll be a number pattern associated with it because numbers confirm they don't lead. Okay, the word leads and peace leads, but there'll be a numbering system around to confirm that God is with you in that decision. That's why after seven years, then we go overseas and connect to this. When I lost my first house, I had to live with another couple. It wasn't until later that the Lord revealed to us, you lost your house. You live with the, when you lost the house, you were five, my wife was five months pregnant with our fifth child. That fifth child name is Grace, which is the number five, and we stayed with the other couple for five months. See, so it's a lot of patterns in your life that you didn't even know that the Lord was with you. You pouted because you thought the Lord had left you, and he's like, no, you just didn't understand things, so you thought I was gone, but I was there because I said I would never leave in the first place. You stepped away from me. As I always say, you decided to take a trip. God is still at the address. Okay. So, you know, this will begin to answer. How many know? Right now, particularly in America, it's like this across the world. In America, there's this thing is where is God at? You know, because folk have been going to church for thirty years and can't figure out still can't figure out anything. And so it's hemmed up in these things. Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit searches the deep things. He doesn't search out shallow things. We'll leave you to that. (laughs) Okay. He searches out the deep things because it's the deeper things. That, let me tell you something, y'all. Always remember this: nobody drives down the road and finds gold nuggets and diamonds on the side of the road. You got to go deep into the heart of the earth and look for the treasure that has been placed there for only those who what seek. Okay, so I just gave a little small lesson in regards to encouraging you again why you should practice this now our next fast will be at the beginning of March I think it's like March the third through March the tenth and with the and so with that that will be a seven-day fast the first three or four days will be no bread no sweets or whatever to let you walk into it and then you'll start practicing uh, the three days with you know and I'm not gonna do it every month but out of twelve months this year it'll probably be around eight or nine months that we will do this because Y'all, there's manifestation on the back of this. Okay, and, and I have to be totally honest with you. How many know? You know, it's all fine Danny and God doesn't have a problem with that in the beginning. We kind of laugh and joke and, and different things like that. You know, oh, and the food and all of that. But the truth be told is, is that we're missing more than we've gotten just off of a three-day fast. Okay, and I don't know my wife's dead. Now, hopefully one day I can make it. I'll have to go to the jungle someplace. I cannot be in America and do a 40-day fast. But my uh, wife... Her father, he did 40-day fast like that. And, uh, I mean, just, just he died in his sleep. I think the, uh, we personally believe the Lord took him home like Enoch. It, there was nothing wrong with him. He actually died on his knees. Yeah, Let me tell you something. You can get deep out there enough, and then the, the Lord just brings you up to another realm. You see that with Enoch. I mean, that's still an amazing thing. Enoch didn't even die. The Lord just snatched him out of the planet. He said, you're you so close, you might as well come on up here. You know, and so I'm encouraging you to practice this thing. You ain't got to wait for the church to do one. Because trust me, I'm in a different element now. Because, and watch this. It is the fasting itself that brings about these type of revelations. Okay, and so you got to ask yourself, what have I missed out on over that one thing? One. And and it's kind of grieving me now because, you know, I, you know, I haven't been on Facebook much, but I see people saying, you know, I'm on the fast and I can't wait until I can eat until 6 o'clock tonight. That ain't no fast. You do that when you work too hard. How many didn't work the entire day and you didn't? You forgot to eat. Then that's not a fast. That's not even. That's not even pressure. But your mind has made it pressure. You know it's funny. If it does. If it's not associated with God, you can go a whole day without drinking food. I mean, eating food and drinking water. You can go a whole day. But um, the moment you invoke Jesus on the scene, oh man, I stopped eating at eight a.m. this morning. It's ten o'clock. Oh Jesus. Two hours in bed, I ain't had no Kool-Aid. Oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. You're dizzy. Oh, well, let them have a project on the job, and it's overtime. You forgot to eat. That proves to you that it's spiritual. So as soon as you get ready to start letting go of food, here comes the enemy. Oh, no, because you cannot see the destruction on the other side. Every moment that goes by, every let me always remember this. Every, I want you to remember this for the rest of your life. Every time you have a meal, once you have completed that meal, every single minute that goes by after that meal that you don't have food, you have become more powerful in the Spirit. Every minute that goes by. it's, and it's just a little bit, but you just keep inching, inching, inching. And so many a times, what you think is hunger is the enemy telling you to eat. So that the power doesn't, especially for those of us who pray. Because for every minute that goes by, your spirit man becomes more dominant in the spiritual realm. And you become so dominant. And so that's why any of, you ever, any of you ever said something and it came to pass? When You were, you were just saying it. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, this is how dangerous it gets is that you walk in a dimension by which if you just say things, it'll happen. Because your spirit man is so weighty in the spiritual realm. And so so that's the power behind that. So you don't have to wait until the church. I'm just gonna be sending you through exercises. You know, I don't I said I didn't know if I was gonna do the twenty one day fast or not next year. I'll pray about that. If I do the twenty one day fast, it's going to be us doing a three day fast once a week with no food. I told you. I know some of y'all are like oh my god, this man's trying to kill himself. You know, the uh there's a man that got placed over a church that in this network of ministries is over a million people. And uh and uh there was a rumor that he was getting ready to retire. He said, no. He said, the Lord told me that when it's time for me to come home, he will let me know five years early. And he said, and I'm praying for the successor. He said, because in order to carry this, he said, this ain't no joke. Some of you have heard me say this. The guy said, I can remember the amount of days that I ate last year. Okay, And so it's a different dimension. You can tell as a, as a result of me now doing it now, the body begins to change. Fasting is very, very healthy for the body because it detoxifies you. There, y'all, there's a hospital right now, I believe it's in Russia or Croatia. I can't remember. And 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 they're healing people of incurable diseases just by sending them through series of fasting. Nothing else. I, I got to try to find that. Think, yeah, I mentioned that last year. I got to go back to my website Rolodex and see where it is. Because I think I put it up on the website. Yeah. Yeah. So a series of fasting, you know, in regards to that. And so as a result of that, it's, it heals, heals the body. And that's one of the reasons why the Bible says when you do a fast, it says your health spring forth speedily. So there's a lot of benefits to it, but the biggest benefit is that the, what is revealed to the other side. There are things, it's very mysterious. How power is associated with food. You know, and how many of you know some of the biggest drama in the Bible was over some food? I mean, we're in this situation right now because a man couldn't leave some food alone. I mean, it's just amazing. This food issue, this food issue, this food issue. Esau gave up his old destiny because he was too hungry. You know, and so, so I'm, just, I'm just lingering here for a second, but I'm just encouraging you to start practicing this because there is power. There is manifestation on the other side of this. And when you start getting a church that starts doing this collectively, it's done. I mean, it's just done. So, again, how you live your life is you should be praying over yourself every day, then praying in tongues. Then you have, it should be a list of questions, you all. Now I'm going to do a teaching probably when we start this series on hearing from God. And the teaching is just to show you how detailed God was when he asked a person when he answered a person's question, he would say, go here to this town, talk to this individual. He said, yeah, I want you to build this. This is the type of materials you should use. These are the dimensions. God is very detailed, but we don't hear the details because our spirit is so gunked up full of foolishness. Okay, so, you know, there's some people, they're okay with their lives. There are other individuals. If you like me, I want all I can get. You know, and in my position, it's a requirement because it's not just me, my wife, and my kids. It's a huge weight on my life and it kind of bothers me a little bit sometimes but uh, because of the responsibility that I have if I mess up makes all y'all look bad if I mess up it affects my wife it affects my kids I mean I can't I mean the Lord told me that in the beginning he said if you mess up he said there'll be some people he said they won't leave your church he said they will leave me and never return because at the end of the day how many people have been through crap so you know, so for me, it's a requirement to be able to handle the weight of where this ministry of going. This ministry is going. It seems most ministries, it's like they start here and they explode out. This is weird. It seems like this ministry is already out and it's coming in. It's hard to explain. It's like we're all over the place and all over the place, there are pockets of us growing. Because people just find out about us. It's scary. So I t- we told you that the prayer call is now called the Online Prayer mountain. Yeah, it's a couple names. I got to give out to Adam. Adam and Megan in Las Vegas. And so, uh, they, uh, they only found out about us about two months ago, but they're helping them with their online partners. So Adam came up with that. So, so cool. So y'all good? All right. So let's go ahead and stand. Hallelujah. And let me say again, folks, that that Jeremiah 33 3 says call unto me and I will answer you and show you what you cannot see when you do these three day fast it'll blow your mind what will start happening as you you do you do one three day fast maybe not what you wanted to happen will happen but something will happen it might be someone will give you uh, someone will give you a book Um, you'll meet a stranger you'll find out some information kinda like seemingly supernaturally on the website you know, on the Internet that you needed, um, some breakthrough with your job or your business. Um, um, you can do a series of three-day fasts, and this might be the puzzle to you, supernaturally meeting your husband or your wife. The list goes on and on. And when you really get over into it, you, your, your dreams will start to change, um, all of those things. And so, so we just encouraging you to practice that. We're coming down the home stretch. I'm still going to be going on. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm really feeling that. What y'all think? I'm I'm feeling that every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday I'll do a new photo fo- or uh, no food fast, but um, uh, you know, we'll see. Hallelujah. Go ahead and lift your hands for a moment. Oh, shoot. hallelujah. All right, pass out that communion right quick. Thank you. things on my list Lord do I do this do I do this do I do this and I put it down after I had already made my decision my decision was already I'm not doing this because I need to handle certain things in the natural so I'm not doing this but I had enough sense after I made my decision to still lay it on the prayer altar with my list of questions Lord is this the right decision so, and it was crazy, you all. Uh, I was just driving to this particular location uh, where this decision had to be made, and it wasn't even one of our churches. I was driving to the decision. I wasn't even thinking about it. I got all about the question, you know. And, and, and as I drove up on the property, I mean, just like, just like you would open up a door and wind would come in. A, wind, a huge gust of wind was coming into the room that's what it felt like what came it was like the Holy Spirit came into my spirit and, and the decision I was going to make I came up on this property and the Holy Spirit said no I mean it filled my entire being like I was in a vision and I knew well I got to cancel that one y'all it's okay to be y'all again I love that that, that term your mind is too poor to be followed. You don't know tomorrow, you only know today. That's why the Bible said, Don't worry about tomorrow, put that in God's hands and worry about today. Okay, thank you, O Lord. Blessed be I feel like I was supposed to share this right before I read this communion scripture. I still didn't get this. Ah, that was a word for somebody else, but I thought I was supposed to write it down. But this is very important. There's a passage in the Bible where there was a great army that came against a king in the Old Testament. And the army was so big, it said that the king, I think he spent 100,000 pieces of silver. And he hired a huge army to help him fight against this enemy that had come against him. And it says that the prophet showed up and told him, even though you have hired all of these army personnel with all of this money, he said, let the war go and don't fight it. He said, because you're going to lose your army and the one that you hired. And then the prophet said, okay, he said, but it's amazing. He said, what about all of this money that I have shelled out for this whole army? And the prophet said something. He said, Let it go. God can give you much greater than what you lost. That's important because as you get over into fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer. And let me say something. Fasting without prayer is just torturing yourself. Okay, you I mean you do that. And it's okay to get frustrated. How many know? When you uh, share with this somebody yesterday. How many know? I'm going back to the story. How many know? Sometimes when you start fasting, you start getting frustrated because it seems like every doggone thing gets in your way for you to spend time with God that's okay. Just remember that because you are fasting, when you do get to your prayer time, it's going to be much more powerful because you were fasting. The frustration is going to come to try to knock you off and throw you off. That's part of the process. God is looking through, looking at the frustration. But that's a war for somebody because there are many decisions that can't always be explained why. There are many decisions that we make and we already bought the airline ticket. We already invested the money. You already paid for the class. You already did this thing. And it's not until after you have invested, sold, or given the money. Okay? You have to keep on praying about stuff. And it's mysterious. It's like, then the Lord will tell you. You weren't supposed to do that. And a amount of times we go into it because we don't acknowledge God enough. I told you one of the most amazing stories that I heard is in that book that all of you should order. How many are going to get the book? Don't talk about, I ain't got $14? <sighs> Some people are too cheap to find out about their destiny. Hey, that was an amazing thing. Every door, you all, is not an open door. And every closed door is not closed. And uh, that open door, I, I might have been in Japan, but he said it was a huge open door, so much so they were giving him buildings. Man went, over, man went over there and started all of them satellite churches. All of them. He said, all of them started acting crazy. Started having all types of problems. He went to the Lord, did fasting and prayer. Every time you start having problems, Go to the Lord and start refraining from food. Say, Lord, what's wrong? He will answer you if you want to hear the truth. And the Lord told Bishop, the man with the fastest growing church in the world, the biggest church in the world, and the richest church in the world, said, I am not with you. He said, you started that because you thought it was an open door. He said, but you did not consult with me. You just thought because it was an open door that it was me. He said, I am not with you in that. He said, and since I'm not with you, I'm not controlling the churches. So they're left to their own demise. And one of them, they got to 2,000 members. That's crazy. In America, you got a 2,000 member church, nobody would call you a failure, except God. Shut it down, another man came to that spot, took the church to 20,000 members. Your success, in God's eyes, can be a straight failure. So just remember that, that there are things that you will get over into. You must continually seek the Lord every single step of the way. Because guess what? Today, while you're asking God a question, you might not be in a position to receive the answer. And then when God doesn't say something, you take that as a license that it's okay to go ahead. When actually you ask God a question, but you are too gunked up. Your mind is in the wrong place. Your spirit is not on the right frequency to be able to receive what God wants to tell you. And that's why you must continually seek. Even if you think it's the right decision, you have to continually seek. Because how many, if you're honest with yourself, you don't hear correctly all the time. And that's a valuable thing that I learned from that book. Is that there are many deci- I, Look. When that. When, when when I this is my last one then I'll let y'all go when I came across that spot in the book when God told him he said that was not me that was the voice of your desire I threw the book down because every decision I made in the past that I thought was the Holy Spirit it was my desire that was speaking and your desire will give you a grand and glorious idea that will kill you in the future many a people your desire to get married will convince you that God told you to be with this man or this woman. Okay, so. I mean, this is a dangerous game that we're playing. But we're supposed to win it nonetheless. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'll just read a couple of passages You don't have to put it up. It says in the same way that Jesus took the cup of wine After supper saying this cup is the new covenant Between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it Verse 26 for every time you eat the bread Drink the cup you're announcing the Lord's death Until he comes to you. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily Is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord this is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. If you drink this bread or drink this cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That's why many of you are weak, sick, and some have even died. If you would examine yourself, you would not be judged by God in this way. So, again, if you take this wrong, the Bible says many people are weak right now today. Many people are sick, they have a sickness and disease over communion. And many people have died because this is not natural. It is very clear from Scripture when Jesus told the disciples, he said, take, this is my body, this is my blood. We call it symbolic, but in his eyes it was not. Y'all remember when those large number of disciples left Jesus and no longer walked with him? It's because that he had made the same statement. He said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, he said, you can have no part of the kingdom of God and it was too much for them to handle and it says we ain't going with this joker no more and it says Jesus didn't care because he knew the ones that left were never with him in the first place <laughs> okay and so that's the thing you can't take this if you're not a Christian you can't take this if you're not right because it is very much supernatural there are things in planet earth that take upon the nature of the kingdom of God just like when we were on the side of the planet in Nigeria holding that oil up in the sky and I'm telling you I swear I saw light swirling in that oil so we're going to do that over here soon. Okay, so pull back this bread Put back this cup Thank you O father and I'm going to just say a prayer Just a moment And if Taking communion wrong Can weaken you Taking it right Will strengthen you if Taking it wrong Can make you sick Taking communion correctly Will make you whole. Taking communion wrong Can kill you Surely it can life So let's lift this up Father in Jesus mighty name take this bread, we take this cup, oh Lord God, this represents your body. And when it goes on the inside of ours, it literally becomes your body and your blood. It takes upon a different nature. It takes upon the nature of who you are in heaven. So we thank you, oh Lord God, that though it was created in the natural factory, when it goes on the inside of us, it becomes the spirit. Of heaven on the inside of us. So we take this remembering what you did. Help us to sacrifice. Help us to discipline ourselves. Help us to divorce the world completely. And live for you because we have an eternity to be concerned about. So we take this representing your body. And by your stripes we are healed. Take this, O Lord God, as your blood. Because your blood has given us eternal life. So we thank you, O Lord God, for this. As this enters our body. Every sickness and disease that is represented will melt away. It will give us supernatural strength. And it will produce life in every part of our body, our spirit, and our mind. Thank you for this now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. You can go ahead and receive command.